Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Hughes Interviews. I'm here today with uh, Harry Prouse and Adam DiMartino. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, thanks mate. How Good, are you? Good, thank you. Um, so they are both uh, the leads in A New Brain, by uh, which is being put on by Popular Mechanicals. It'll be on, uh, what are the dates again? It's just a one weekend kind of event. 19th to the 21st. Well, oh, January. There we go. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, what makes this show so special to them uh, and then delve into what got them into acting in the first place. So I guess we should start uh, with the new brain. Uh, so talk to me about that. How's the process going? Uh, you'd be getting pretty close to having it ready to go, I'd say. Yeah, we open in, in five days. Yeah, so we're just about to head into Tech Week. We've got Sitzbrug tonight on Sunday. Um Again, yeah, no, I think it's all coming together. We've um, they've been bumping in the set the last couple of days, and it's getting exciting. I guess the tech week's the most stressful part of the whole process. Oh, yeah. all, mm. So I mean, I mean, Adam and I are sort of happy with what we've been doing in the rehearsal room. So I guess it's just about putting everything else around it, and yeah, seeing mm. where where it can go. Mm. Mm. And so, for people who don't know much about a new brain, can you give us a brief kind of synopsis of it? Um. It's, it's, Harry, okay. <laughs> it's, 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 there you go. <laughs> um, a New Brain is about a character called Gordon, um, and Gordon is a writer of children's music for a children's TV show, and he uh, gets really stressed in his life um, about the fact that his career is going nowhere, and I guess we all sort of have jobs oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, we uh, um, can all relate to that, can't we? Yeah, in our field. Um, but he gets very stressed and actually um, develops a... Uh, an AVM, which is uh, bleeding on the brain, and um, I won't arterial venous malformation. Yeah, I won't ruin too much of it, but basically, um, we see him in hospital and meet all of his crazy people in his life: his mum and his agent, and the doctors, and the hospital, and the nurses, and drama ensues basically. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's mm. a pretty awesome piece. I really like it because um, it's sort of the first show where um, I find that because the characters are gay is usually like in a musical that would be like the forefront of the story mm. and it could be about like HIV or AIDS or mm. problems or in those people's it lives. It would be a plain stereotype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where I feel like this, um, this show, they just happen to be that way. Yeah. Gordon just happens to be seeing a man, um, in his life. And so it's that, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's mm. nice. Yeah. Definitely different. Okay. Um, and uh, so you guys uh, went to an actual hospital to mm -hmm. kind of uh, do, I guess, a bit of group research on mm -hmm. the behind the scenes. How was that trip? Yeah, it was really, it was really eye-opening. Um, our director, his partner, works at the hospital and um, we actually have one of our actors, um, Zuli, she used to be a nurse as well. So we've had um, a lot of like medical people come in to teach us actual like procedures and... Um, you know, resuscitation and all the kind of emergency kind of stuff that we needed to know for mm -hmm. the, um, for the show. But, um, yeah, so when we got to the hospital, we kind of just, um, walked around and then we got into scrubs and then we actually went into a, a, a theater mm. and, um, very different kind of theater. Yeah. Different kind of theater. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, um, Simo, uh, our director's partner, uh, he kind of talked us through what kind of things would happen in, in a, in a theater and, um, you know, the way, you know, different procedures, procedures kind of run, 
and um, it was really it was really really interesting. And it's something you can obviously take into your performance. Then you yeah, gives you a much better understanding of how it all works. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's really eerie being in. I mean, I haven't been in a hospital since I was eighteen months old, so it was oh, really lucky. Yeah, <laughs> it was really eerie being in there, walking around the wards and seeing people. It's not a nice. It's not a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the doctors and the nurses, obviously, it's just like their workplace, and so they get used to it. But uh, I was just like, I felt very not uncomfortable, but just like it felt very strange, and especially being in the the theatre um, surgery, it was just like, wow, okay, people actually do this, and people's lives change in here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gave a really interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something worthwhile. Um, in terms of all the character research, because it is mainly set around the hospital, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's in the hospital. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so the reasoning behind the one weekend performance, I think I read somewhere that it's uh, almost like a showing to get potential investors involved in mounting a bit of a bigger production. Is that the, is that true? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's, that's the idea behind it. I think. Um, they want to, you know, bring investors to come along and mm. not investors, producers and directors and just a lot of creatives to come and see this, you know, showing and, um, yeah. Um, well, Popular Mechanicals works with, um, a company called the Camberwell Grammar Theatre Company. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Ben, our director and his producer, Adam, they both went to Camberwell. And so Camberwell's been fostering, um, an awesome relationship with them, giving them a venue and lots of other resources. And so a show that would normally cost a lot of money um, mm. it doesn't cost as much because they've got all of this um, stuff from Camberwell to help them out to put on this show. Um, the last time they did this process, they um, staged the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And then that got picked up. And then and that got picked the up. Lola. Yeah. Yeah. Lola. Um, and yeah, so they're hoping to do something similar with this. Um, I think it'd be really awesome if it got picked up. Not just because it would be great for me for work, but um, it would, I think it's a really awesome piece and I think mm. the people in it are really awesome mm. and the direction I think is, is really great. So and It's a good story to tell yeah. Yeah, as well. And it's not a story that's told often. It's mm. you know, not a musical that you really ever see people doing. No. And it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something everyone can relate to the story as well. Yeah, definitely. Especially um, in the performing arts industry. Yeah. 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 But I think, um, I think everyone in their life has like a time where they think all of the stuff or they take all their the things in their life for granted their job and their family and their friends and go oh it's not good enough i'm not having a you know good enough life i'm not you know getting where i thought i was going to be but really if you look around all the things in your life are awesome and if you just appreciate them a bit more then everything sort of opens up and the world is actually not that bad it's really Mm -hmm. great yeah Really good insight. <laughs> Thanks for that, Aaron. Um, well, we'll come back to a new brain a bit later. So now I'll delve into uh, you guys a bit more personally. So I think I'll start with you, Harry. Um, what made you get into acting? Where did you catch the acting bug? Um, I caught the acting bug probably at school, in primary school. I had a really awesome primary school teacher that was like, hey, you can sing. And then she was like, you can be... I, we did, like, a production of the Teddy Bears Picnic at school. Um, and Were you I, the main teddy bear? I think I was. <laughs> You're um, so talented. Yeah, I don't really... I remember... The only thing I remember about it was my dad painted the sets, these trees at the back, and then he's like, thank God you're not a tree. I'm like... And now my parents make that joke all the time. Like, Are you the tree in this show? I'm like, yeah, I'm the tree, basically. Um, as good as. Yeah, basically. Um, and then, yeah, ever since then, I sort of... 
um, had been in musicals um, and had the opportunity to do some stuff and you know I, I've always loved watching movies and going to shows and I mean I think also the people in theatre are really awesome and I, I think part of it is I would not want to live in a different kind of world except for this one because I think all the people are amazing. Yeah. So. It'd be pretty tough being in a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how about you, Adam? When did you catch the acting bug? Um, I started, um, I started singing first, um, when I saw, uh, Marsha Hines, she sang at the grand final of Australian Idol. <laughs> she was amazing. Anyway, so I started singing then, and then, um, I was quite, I was quite a nervous child, so one of my mum's friends, um, suggested that, to put me into, into acting, mm. maybe it might help with my confidence and then yeah and they just I, I started when I was started acting when I was eight went to this acting school and then I just never stopped and I loved it so it kind of what wanted what my parents wanted you know to me open up a bit and but it no, kind of went too far you're hooked <laughs> can't get off it amazing and then so obviously you we both went to institutions and yeah. how was that it was quite different uh, institutions but you both enjoyed them yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um, great. Yeah. But, um, oh. I feel like I've spoken the entire time. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, well, well, we went to VCA together, and it was a wonderful three years. Mm. Um, not only because, you know, our year was very close, but we, you know, had great teachers, great resources. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, VCA, yeah, VCA is thriving, I think, you know. We're kind of in Melbourne. It's like the, you know, the arts hub of Victoria, and it's it it was really great. Mm. Yeah. Now, how was how was Waffa? Yeah, Waffa was awesome. I have a similar experience. I had an awesome year level. And we're all still very close, and I really loved it there. Um, I um, I think it's an awesome place, and Perth is really cool. I mean. I'm pale, very pale, so I didn't really enjoy the beaches as much as everyone else did, but um, the beaches are awesome, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, I had a great time. That's really all I can say. Yeah. Well, so for any any younger listeners out there, definitely worthwhile training, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. My, my like, only piece of advice to like younger people these days is I feel like everyone's always in a rush to get in somewhere and go somewhere and train as soon as they possibly can. But, um, I reckon if you take a couple of years to like get to know yourself and I mean, I got to know myself at uni, so I probably didn't take in as much as I probably could have. But I mean, I know people that went to Whopper at 23, 24 and got so much out of it cause they know who they, they knew who they were and have come out to like amazing careers. Mm. So, I mean, I, that would be my piece of advice is not to rush into anything and just, yeah don't put pressure on yourself or a time frame to achieve stuff and yeah that would be yeah. my piece and you start like I, I started when I was 19 in first year and you're so young and you know your voice is still maturing and your body's still maturing like I feel like if maybe if I had gone to BCA now I would have got so much more out of it mm. but um because you know knowing the things that I do know now yeah. but of course I, I you're always going to be like that I yeah. feel like you're yeah be like oh I want to do it again yeah, hindsight's but, um, 2020 yeah. <laughs> yeah but um yeah Great. And then, so, um, since graduating, you've all done a, a, a few things. And now, um, Adam, you've had quite a varied uh, career. You've done the Queensland Ballet, Hay Show. You've formed your own tap company. Well, 
tap duo, <laughs> yeah, tap jack. Talk to me about a bit about those. Um, the I always like saying, oh yeah, I was in a show with the Queensland Ballet because it makes me sound like <laughs> I'm like some amazing ballet dancer. I am definitely not. I'm. I uh, so <laughs> this production they're putting on a production um, from England called Strictly Gershwin, and um, they needed eight tap dancers from Australia and because they didn't have because the um, Queensland company is quite small they didn't have the tap dancers for it so they hired um, eight tappers from Australia and that was my, my first pro gig at a VCA and it was crazy I, it's never I never ever thought that I'd be in a professional ballet and like with um, oh what was his name I can't, I could never pronounce his name properly. Lee, Lee Schwinsing. Oh yeah, from, um... Yeah, Mayo's Last Dancer. I don't think I pronounced his name properly. Oh wow. But he, he's the director of the company and it was such an honour to, you know, kind of be under his, like, direction and meet him. And then, you know, we had a tap choreographer, Bill Simpson. And he was just crazy. Like, he, he, he was being in the tap dogs, he has his own company. He's just so talented. But, um, and yeah, so, and then mm. me and Jay, Obviously, have our tap duo called Tap Jack, which is fun. We do small gigs here and there and occasionally busk and create our own kind of, you know, works and stuff like that. Mm. And, um, yeah. yeah. And they have an Instagram you can follow as well. We do. <laughs> Tap.jack. There we go. Uh, and then in terms of uh, other shows, so maybe uh, Titanic and Mac and Mabel, a couple mm. of musicals, and you also did almost a year of Brainstorm too, which was I... kids... I always forget about that one. <laughs> yeah, so a year of brainstorm. So I toured um, around Melbourne and, and Sydney um, with, with Brainstorm. And Brainstorm is a company that put on shows for primary schools and high schools. So I did two shows. I did a primary school show called... Um, oh, oh, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> um, the high school show was called Verbal Combat. And... The primary school show was called The Human Race. Oh, there we and, go. And um, <laughs> The Human Race was about, you know, equality and we're all part of the human race and, you know, should we, we should all be resilient and everyone's equal. And the high school one was about, um, it's about kind of online safety and discrimination and harassment and, you know, kind of the, what happens to people, you know, when they are bullied online and the repercussions of the bullies as well, you know, that, you know, you can be charged with harassment and, mm. you know, it's quite, it's quite serious. And, um, some of the schools we went to actually did have a lot of these problems. So it was really interesting. Um, yeah, it kind of felt you were like you were, you were a teacher as well. Mm. So I kind of got that insight as well. Not that I was, you know, teaching them for a whole day, but we did have them for an hour and 15 minutes. So we do the show 15 minutes and then, you know, Q and a 15 minutes. And it was like, it was just really interesting year. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Harry, you've uh, done a couple of cabarets and you've been quite heavily involved with Broadway Unplugged and Homegrown. Do you want to talk to me a bit about those experiences? Maybe, I guess, the Homegrown and Broadway Unplugged were slightly more behind the scenes style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I sort of just, I graduated and I had, had Fringe, um, Perth Fringe lined up for a few months before I, um, I graduated. My housemate and I, Megan, Kozak wrote um, a cabaret together because we were like, well, we might as well do something because um, there wasn't a lot happening at that sort of stage. I mean, um, you graduate and you sort of think that maybe you might get a show or something, but 
fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> we're just like, nah, we'll do a show. And so we just had a lot of fun and we just wrote a very silly show um, and put some of our favorite songs in it and people liked it and came and, you know, made some money and it was awesome. Right. Um, and we've done that a couple of years um, in a row. And then, yeah, and then I've been doing some behind the scenes stuff because I'm really interested in that sort of thing. As I was saying before, I really just love this industry. So anything I can really do to be a part of it. Um, it's just what I'm going to be doing. So mm. yeah, um, I'm studying my master's at the moment in arts management. So I'm awesome. doing that as well. Um, just so that I can earn some money and do some things behind the scenes, um, be a bit more helpful to the industry as a whole. Mm. Um, but yeah, Broadway Unplugged, I had a blast doing, got to meet some amazing people and Homegrown I think is an awesome project. And I hope, um, if you haven't heard of it before, um, definitely check it out and all their events cause, um, what they do is really, um, really something special because they give back to the industry mm. and something we really desperately need, um, especially their grassroots project, which is um, fostering new musicals and new writers, really is actually just doing the work um, and putting it on, which is, and working on it. Which it's I valuable, think, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a lacking a bit in Australian musical theatre at the moment mm. is the actual workshopping of shows and working on them. I think um, we have this problem where we, we find something good and then we go, oh, well, we immediately need to produce it and put it on, whereas it probably needs a couple of years' work, um, like or, they do in America. Or at least a bit of a trial before yeah, it's exactly. a proper production. Yeah. So you don't get drastic changes in between cities or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, that's pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Um, so is that something you, like, obviously, you're doing your master's in arts management, so um, uh, you don't have to be on the stage, you're happy... Yeah. getting something to the stage as well yeah well a few of my friends are in pro shows at the moment and are doing their um other degrees my my friend patrick's doing um psych at the moment while he's um you know on, as a swing so i don't i don't feel like you have to um, give up performing no. to be able to go back to uni um i mean i just i get really bored so, um, sitting on the couch and waiting for the phone to ring, mm. it's not something that I really do very well. Do, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, studying for me is just about being able to, to do lots of different things. And I mean, if I get to do a couple of musicals, um, for like a couple of years and then go and work behind the scene for a couple of years and then go back to musicals, that'd be awesome. I don't mind. Whatever. Mm. Awesome. Great. Uh, okay. And let's head back to a new brain a bit. Um, so, Adam, you started on the creative side mm. and then you transitioned across to the cast. Mm -hmm. How was that experience? Um, it was crazy. Um, so I started as um, a choreographer. Um, the, the show isn't um, really choreo-based. It's not, it's not a big dance show. So they kind of wanted someone to, you know, kind of just oversee the numbers and, and um, tell people where to stand and... And, um, but it, it, it did turn out being a bit, a bit more than that. Um, you know, there is some, you know, kind of stylized physical theater type pieces in the show, but, um, so we, we did have someone, Jack Saunders, he was our Roger, but, um, he got a gig and, um, he's, uh, understudying Felicia in Priscilla on, um, the Norwegian, yeah, the Norwegian awesome. cruise line. So, um, big congrats to him, but then... But then, um, so, so we, we needed to find a new Roger and, um, um, you know, they were, they were going to do auditions and they, and they did do auditions and then, you know, me and Ben were talking and 
you know, we decided that maybe I should audition just in case that, you know, they couldn't find anyone that was, you know, that was exactly the same as Jack. And, um, so you were also in the room as well, which yeah. I think has made it really incredibly helpful because we've had such a short amount of time to mm. come, like we were having auditions and then I think we were having, we probably had two and a half weeks left of rehearsal to be able to put on the show. And I think it's been invaluable that we had Adam there in the room beforehand. He knows, you know, what, what was going on. And I think it's, it's probably made your life a bit easier than coming in cold as well. Cause yeah. at least you know what's sort of going on. I, I can't imagine if we did have someone come in cold into our room. Um, it would have been, it would have been, um, a challenge. I'm sure that person would have um, been able to do it, but, um, I mean, we were really lucky um, that we got Adam and, um, and we had Adam there. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, now, um, Alexia Brindley has come on. Mm -hmm. So as co-choreographer, so she's taken over and um, been cleaning things and re-choreographing things that didn't work. And, and she's great to have in the room. She's bubbly. And, oh, she's such a good person. Yeah. yeah she's <laughs> excellent. She's so energetic and, and, um, I've kind of gone to the more of the, uh, Roger side. Mm. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, you know, learning it in like two weeks and now we're going on in a week. Mm. And when we went back after we had a break over Christmas and I realized that I'd had <laughs> 18 days to learn the show. <laughs> and I was like, but, um, but it was, it was easier than I thought. And I, and I knew, I knew a lot more than I thought I did know. So that was handy. <laughs> yeah. That really comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that uh, sometime this weekend. Um, uh, before I go, or before we finish up, I guess, uh, do you, apart from the obvious advice to before, you know, you don't put a pressure, time pressure on yourselves. Um, having been in the industry for a few years, what's the, you know, the number one thing you wish you'd known coming into it? Hmm. Wish I'd known... Um, I feel like everyone feels the same. It's mm. probably what I wish I'd known. I feel like you come out and you feel like everyone else has got it sorted mm. and you don't. But I can guarantee you that the, even the people that are leading shows at this current moment still have no idea what they're doing <laughs> in a year's time. So, I mean, you just, you're all in the same boat. Everyone's doing the same sort of thing and everyone can empathise with, you know having to learn a song in a day and um, having to, you know, call in sick to work because you have to go to an audition. Everyone's in the same boat and everyone understands. So just stress less. Yeah. 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 I, I'd, I'd say the same, but also with auditioning, I always felt like I was trying to uh, do work that they wanted to see. Mm. But I, I feel like if you, you know, stay kind of true to yourself, and you know, do do what you think mm. is right. Then I feel like they appreciate that, and they want to see mm. your version, and they and they want to see you succeed. They, you know, you go, you're not, they're not, you're not going in there, and they they're going to be like, oh, we want you to be really bad. They want you to be really good so that yeah. they can hire you. Yeah, because if you're really good, they'll be like, yes, we found them. That's great. You know. Um, well, do you have any other insights on that from being on the uh, other side of the table? Oh man, it was so interesting being on the casting side. Like you notice things, there was someone that came in and they 
had uh, um, a little, they did something really small with their mouth and it just, I couldn't not, I couldn't concentrate on their performance because of the way, when they were singing, they just reach up, the, the kind of the mouth would, would do something really strange mm. and it, it was just a habit, but I couldn't not see that. Pulled you out. Yeah. And, and it's just like this, some of the smallest things, there was this, uh, someone came in with um, a shirt that had a had a really weird pattern and that made your eyes kind of go really blurry. Oh right. And and that was really off putting too. So it's like the smallest things that you you know could you know when people say oh I didn't get it because I wasn't good enough. No, it's probably because you were too tall or you shirt. wore a shirt that made the cast yeah. the um, creative's eyes go blurry or you know it it's, can be really anything mm. anything at all. So in short, do not wear a loud pattern shirt if you're auditioning for Adam Dimitri because you cannot concentrate. On no, it was else. just it was oh it, no fish. It no. was like one of those magic eye things. It kind of made illusions. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what was wrong with the shirt, but it made my eyes go funny. Okay, I'll keep that in mind if I ever audition for you. Um, how about you, Harry? Did you learn anything from sitting on the other side? Yeah. Um, I think it sort of ties into what you were saying before about your advice for people. Um, <clears throat> you just gotta, it's really interesting when people come in and do something, um, that they think you want to see. Like, um, they, that they come in and they sing a song the way they think that you want them to sing it rather than the way that they, they should be singing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, you can tell when someone loves singing a song. So when you get the opportunity to <clears throat> sing um, your own choice. Make sure you sing a song that you actually really like to sing and yeah. not, not something that you think that they, you know. I mean, I think we all have this experience where you sit in your lounge room and you're going through your folder and you're like, oh no, that's not going to work. Oh, that's not, that's not going to work. I feel like at the end of the day, if you can go into the audition room and sing something you really love singing, that's going to come across more than anything else mm-hmm. and people are going to want to work with you because you love what you do. So even if it's not like quite right to the era or I'd rather s- someone sing something that they absolutely love than, you know, stress about a song that they kind of half know, yeah. but mm-hmm. don't love singing. Absolutely. Because they're stressed and, about it. Yeah. And you can, you, you can kind of feel that stress as yeah. well. So mm. I'd much rather them have fun mm. than worry. I mean, that's just us and we cast every professional musical. Oh, so, so uh, no, but this, this, this is the new Bible. Yeah. This is the new Bible for auditioning. <laughs> uh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Chookers and all the best for the season and fingers crossed it gets picked up. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. No worries. And uh, to everyone listening at home or in the car or wherever it is you're listening to it, make sure you... Uh, subscribe leave a comment a rating if you uh feel like it uh and we'll uh, hear from you next time all the best guys bye